Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome to Robins on the Wire. This is the brand new podcast from the Bristol Post, hosted by myself, Michelle Owen, and Gregor McGregor. In this week's episode, Lee Johnson has been looking at my holiday snaps. Bit of a bizarre story for you. Also, why Lee Johnson was compared to Bilbo Baggins at the weekend. I'm going to get Gregor's thoughts on the start of the season. Already the Heady Heights are fourth in the championship table. And Gregor's brought back a very interesting story from East Anglia regarding the Ipswich Town manager. And each week on the podcast, we're going to start with uh, a bit of trivia. So I'm going to give you a question now, and I'll give you the answer at the end of the podcast. Which Bristol City player's dad carried out heart surgery on Lee Johnson's dad, Gary, last season? We'll get the answer at the end. So, uh, Gregor, welcome along. Hi. So, Gregor, um, you've been travelling over to East Anglia a lot. Norwich won Saturday, and then the following Saturday you went back for the Ipswich match. Uh, a great win, 3-1 away. Something very interesting happened after the game with Mick McCarthy. So set the scene, you know, in these press conferences, we sit, you know, a rows of chairs, the manager sits at the front, but Mick McCarthy, not your usual press conference. In the press room, you have um, two older guys um, who basically serve the journalists, um, serving food, and uh, you've got a smile on your face. What? This sounds like my sort of press conference. So you go in and they're serving you, what, drinks, food? Yes, they've got like a little bar there, actually, in the press uh, press room. Uh, I need to go here. So they have these two chaps there, and I, I'm going to... Um, uh, estimate here that they've maybe been there maybe 20 to 30 maybe 50 years working at the club they, they know the club inside out and they, they were great guys um, and what happened was um, Mick McCarthy comes in to do the press conference and one of these chaps um, just leisurely strolls over with a cup of tea um, and he puts it down um, right in front of Mick McCarthy as he sat there and there's complete silence in the uh, press conference which I actually thought was a bit weird because uh, well maybe that's the respect or the esteem that the um, other local journalists there um, have for Mick McCarthy or it might be indicative that he's blowed up a couple of times in yeah. a couple of press conferences scared of him yes absolutely <laughs> um, but yeah they, um, one of these guys deliberately places the cup of tea in front of Mick McCarthy and um, he, he very slowly very, almost deliberately drinks this cup of tea um, uh, before um, actually starting the press conference and it, it's kind of like this actually a bit of, bit of time goes by and then eventually he's had a couple of gulps of his tea and he begins and uh, so what are your questions gentlemen but it was just the way that um, they placed this cup of tea in front of him it's almost like a butler the way you've told that story is my impression of the Ipswich town press room is there's two guys uh, dressed as butlers sort of faulty towers style bow ties and they go up to Mick McCarthy who rules the roost there and when he's ready to speak, we'll speak. This is correct, and I can confirm they're not in the buff either. Oh, not butlers in the buff. Well, no, hopefully not. So Bristol City came back um, from East Anglia, trip to Norwich, goldish draw, that's okay. The win midweek against Bolton, 2-0. I was at that game. There seems a sort of steal that Bristol City have this season that they didn't have last season, where difficult games like that, they're able to get the result from. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I've seen that. Um, well, I've heard that from a few Bristol City fans myself and read that elsewhere as well, that there's maybe this little theory developing that, yeah, they that they might find it difficult against the so-called smaller teams or mm. the teams that are not doing so well in the league. Um, maybe those guys like Bolton and 
and maybe your Burtons we might see in next week um, might sit back, defend, get men, men behind the ball, park the bus as they say and um, it might prove difficult to break them down at times but so far so good. And uh... It just seems a real positive vibe obviously with where Bristol City are in the championship, fourth at the moment as we go into the international break. Uh, Lee Johnson, we both have a lot of experience handling him, talking to him after games. He's got Dean Holden and Jamie McAllister by his side that are sharing some of the media duties uh, this season. But there's nothing quite quite like dealing with Lee Johnson because, as I say, I've got to know him quite well. And last season, cast your mind back to, I think it was January, FA Cup weekend, and Bristol City at home drew with Fleetwood. After the game, I tweeted what an uninspiring performance it was because at that time, you know, Bristol City seemed to sort of lack that creativity there was no flair and that that game perhaps you were at that game it was not an enjoyable watch so I tweeted that the next week I saw Lee Johnson he came up to me shook my hand and he said saw your holiday pics I'm like what so I'd been away to Dubai for a couple of uh, days sunning myself he's like yeah very nice I was like okay that's a little bit weird that he's seen my holiday pics but he'd obviously been on Twitter at this point I didn't even know he followed me on Twitter I'm like oh my word what have I said about him panic panic and then he's like yeah I saw your tweet as well about the Fleetwood game yeah not, that's not great is it and I said oh well at least you've got a replay <laughs> that's, that's very interesting because obviously um, I know from speaking to Lee Johnson in press conferences that he uses social media quite a lot and um, yeah from what I've heard from him um, he uses it for monitoring um, players but uh, obviously not just players but also what we're so. saying yes yeah, <laughs> um, it's interesting as well because um, Barnsley manager Paul Heckingbottom doesn't look at social media at all. I know this from an inside source at Barnsley who said, you know, they used to collate what was said on social media each week and said, get rid of it. And they said, why? He said, I don't care what people are saying on social media. So Lee Johnson is sort of the other end of the spectrum and really does look at what people are saying about him. But do you think that's good that he cares so much? He strikes me as the sort of person that this is 24-7. You know, I, I hear him saying to the owners... When you go down Bristol City's tunnel, the owners are often there and he'll shake their hand and say hello. And I'll say to them, I'll, I'll call you tomorrow, which is obviously Sunday. He is one million percent committed to this. Yeah, absolutely. I can, can completely believe that. And uh, yeah, I kind of think that fits into my, um, uh, basically my idea of what um, sort of Coach Lee Johnson is. He's, he seems to be... Um, uh, one of these modern day coaches uh, very hands on very his philosophy is about developing young players we, we've seen that um, uh, so that's why the club have bought young players and yeah I think he's he's obsessive about um, coaching and this is something he's spoken to me about in, in finding that work life balance um, does he have one? <laughs> yeah well good question I mean I guess he must do if he's looking <laughs> at people's Twitter feeds a lot of the time but uh, um, yeah no he I mean, I was going to give my um, impression of Lee and um, I have to say I, I, I've been really impressed with what I've learnt about him since I've been covering him um, and I've been quite vocal about this. I've written several um, Bristol Post articles about this and he really is a, an innovative coach and I found it interesting that he was speaking this week um, uh, saying that maybe uh, the club didn't do quite so well last season because he felt maybe that he overcoached at times. It's interesting that you say that about last season as well, that overcoaching sort of philosophy. Because last season, the backroom staff were different. You had John Pemberton there, who obviously left the club in springtime. There does seem to be a big change from since when he left to now. Is that fair to say? Well, yeah. 
That's very interesting, obviously. I know there's a lot of debate among supporters, um, and it might just come down to things like the timing here. But um, obviously, uh, I think you had sort of John Pemberton leaving, sort of what was that, March? And that's actually coincided with a fantastic run. Now, I'm not linking the two there at all whatsoever. I I personally think that's just... Well, you're not linking them, but surely that's not just a coincidence. He's such an important part of the backroom staff and being part of Lee Johnson's coaching staff, having a say on the training ground every every day, he leaves. And as you say, the run's brilliant. This season, Dean Holden, Jamie McAllister back there, Lee Johnson seems to be taking things one step further and it seems a lot more positive. Yeah, I hear you, but um, I'm going to raise you a Dean Holden. I think he joined sort of at end of 2016 and that coincided with um, the terrible run, obviously, that we saw last season. <laughs> yeah. So you're kind of giving with one hand, taking away with the other. But also, you know, John Pemberton's left. There was that thing with Lee Tomlin rumbling on last year. There seems to be this court case around him. Now those sort of issues are out of the way and it almost seems, for want of a better word, easier. No sort of background issues behind the scenes at Bristol City. Is that also being reflected on the pitch, do you think? Definitely, definitely. I mean... My take on it is um, that Lee Johnson's got this um, buy-in now. That's that's kind of the buzzword that he um, is. Mm. And I, I think it's taken a bit of time for him to get that buy-in from the other players around the dressing room. And for whatever reason, because maybe you have to look at the, the longer term. And, and, and obviously this is a club where that experienced success not so long ago in terms of um, that fantastic 2014-15 season under Steve Cottrell mm. doing the double, to then come into that situation, which... It was literally only sort of, well, what was it, half a year, eight months later to come into that dressing room and then try and um, stamp um, yourself and your ideas on the team. It's It's going to take time, isn't it? Are you you getting at then that now, you know, Lee Johnson's been in charge for, I suppose it's around 18 months, maybe slightly longer. Now that Lee Johnson's been at the club that long, he's proved himself to the players and they now trust him. And he's also brought in a couple of his own players do you now feel like he has the backing of everyone and that is why City are starting to flourish? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's more than that. Um, it never comes down to just one factor. And um, yeah, I mean, everybody's sort of discussed this at detail um, a million times, really, what the change around is from, from last season. But um, certainly, I think with Lee, um, yeah, he's, he's really won over everybody. And now, obviously, he's winning over the fans as well. Um, and yeah, part of that is just down to his personality. I think this is this is the kind of this is the point I'm really kind of trying to make is that obviously we get to see him um, almost every couple of days. Well, I do anyway. Mm, yeah. um, I mean, a lot of press conferences with him, and you see him on the record and off the record. Um, so you get to um, form an opinion, and you get to see what he's like a lot of the time. And I think. Um, a lot of fans will know this as well. That he's the kind of guy that it feels like he's always got time to talk to you. Um, and I, I get that impression. He's, he, I feel that he's, he's a nice guy, really. Um, and I feel that this is probably rubbing off on the players. Um, if they didn't know that before, they do mm. know it now. Um, and it's those little things, as, as well as obviously what's happening on the training ground mm. and everything like that. Yeah, he does seem like a, a genuine nice guy and proving people wrong at the moment with the work he's doing with Bristol City. But didn't he get called Bilbo Baggins last week? 
Yeah, um, it was a bit of an awkward one again. Um, he came in for the press conference, and I'm sure Lee won't mind us uh, sort of regaling this, but he came in and um, he sat down on the press conference chair in front of all the journalists, and um, it was a bit low, so um, bless him, he, he tried to um, uh, raise the seat height up and um, got it wrong and flew down <laughs> downwards, so he was a bit lower than everybody. And one of the um, other journalists from the uh, Suffolk area, not uh, the Bristol area, um, then shouted, Oi, Bilbo Baggins, um, something or something similar. How did he that. take that? Uh, I, not well. <laughs> there wasn't much uh, banter, shall we say, at that <gasps> point. And uh, it, yeah, it was a bit of an awkward moment. Uh, it might have been a bit cheeky of that journalist, but um, uh, yeah, he, he brushed it off, and we got on with the with the press conference. So Lee Johnson's management style working at the moment. Bristol City going so well, but how long can they keep this unbeaten run up? Well, I'm going to take this maybe a little bit away from the Lee Johnson loving that it might have been um, and just sort of mention Mark Ashton because I, I really do think it's key um, the summer that Bristol City have just had in terms of recruitment they've not lost any of their key players at all I, th- I think they really have recruited well and we're really starting to see that now with the, the likes of um, Famara Jeju um, if or I Jeju, Jeju. Yeah. I I'm not sure anyone knows how to say it except him but yeah um, and he, he's been in great form the last few games as everybody's um, what is it four or five goals in his last uh, five or six games and yeah he's really starting to look the part now and uh, again that harks back to um, the good recruitment um, and all the work being done behind the scenes which the club has said and that does seem to um, be something truthful and I was going to say to you have you spoken to Fam yet because I sat in on an interview um, with him recently and what struck me was that he doesn't know too much English just yet, but he gave it a really good go. And um, yeah, fair play to him. I thought that was um, a, a good showing from him. And, uh, yeah. I haven't spoken to him directly, but after, I was up at the Wolves game, the three all a couple of weeks ago on the Tuesday evening. And he was there in the tunnel and uh, Adam Baker, media officer at Bristol City, pulled him aside. And he was like, oh, no, no, like joking. And Adam was like, your English is better than you let on. You're doing the interview. So he seems a bit of a joker. Um, but he comes across really well, and like you say, he does does seem to be producing now for the price tag, the record signing that he is. Yes, yeah, great to see, and um, obviously he's not the only one. There's Bobby Reed um, and um, most of the defence, and uh, yeah, if they can all keep this good form going, then what a season it's going to be. And um, already, um, people are some of the older fans are starting to talk to me about. Um, famous uh, Alan Dick side of um, uh, the late 70s who were uh, of course the last ones to be in the uh, top division but we'll have to wait and see but Famari Giju's goals could be key Uh, didn't you say you know where he lives well, that's the chant, isn't it? Um, I think. Um, How does the chant go? <laughs> don't make me sing on it. I'm not going to make you but, sing. Uh, Just say it. But um, yeah, he comes from Senegal, um, and he lives in Knoll. Uh, oh, but he doesn't live in Knoll. He doesn't live in Knoll. Oh, okay. Obviously. They're going to have but, to change their chant, because isn't it? Where does he live? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I maybe has the guess. Porter's head, isn't that where okay, all the players? Okay, maybe. I don't know. I live in Porter's head, so I'll let you know if I see him around. I see Aidan Flint all the time because he lives behind one of my best friends, so I always see him in his Range Rover driving around. I see Lee Johnson's dad, Gary, in a restaurant called Aqua quite a lot. And doesn't Lee Johnson's grand about that way you said? It's either his mum or his grand. I think it's his grand. And he's told me before that he plays tennis with her, and uh, that's why he's out in. Um, that's why he was at Wimbledon watching the tennis with her and uh, yeah, a, um, a keen player on the circuit around there um, as regards tennis. 
sounds like a lot of Bristol City players do live out that way. So I'll keep an eye out for, Mar- for, for Mara Jiju and I'll let the City fans know if they need to change their song. But how you're going to rhyme Portishead with anything, I don't know. So maybe back to the drawing board on that one. Um, so Burton then at home in a couple of weeks. A Friday night fixture because Bristol Rovers are at home on the Saturday. That doesn't normally happen. I feel like there's been an admin error there. Yeah, normally well scheduled, but um, seems to have gone to the Friday for some reason. Um, obviously, Bristol Rovers are playing Oxford United on the Saturday, so that might be it. Yeah, it must be because they're at home. That doesn't normally happen. So, Burton at home. Burton really low down the table, not picked up many points, but they did spring a surprise in the League Cup a few weeks ago, beating Cardiff City, who are top of the Championship, in the League Cup. Uh, but Cardiff City were at home, perhaps the weakened team, but they can spring a surprise every now and then. Uh, Nigel Clough's side, can't they? They're the sort of team that can just bring out a, a surprise result and, and put in a performance and grab yeah, a, a gritty point from from places. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, they had that good result against Cardiff City, but a very demoralising defeat for them at home against Wolves last time out. I think they lost 4-0. So Bristol City should go into this one full of confidence and hopefully they won't bust too many people's coupons. Uh, so that will be a week on Friday. We need to finish, though, with my trivia question, City trivia that I started with. And the question was, which Bristol City player's dad carried out heart surgery on Lee Johnson's dad, Gary, earlier in the year? The answer was... Well, of course, the best left back in the championship, according <laughs> to many people, Joe Bryan. Joe Bryan, yeah, and of course he was rumoured to leave in the summer, wasn't he? But uh, I'm sure he's uh, pretty pally with Lee Johnson, especially after that. And it's good to see him stay, actually, just on a side note. Joe Bryan is really key for Bristol City's efforts this year, isn't he? I think there's a few players who are going to be interested in Premier League clubs, especially as this uh, form continues for the Robins. If they keep playing as well as they are doing, then, yeah, absolutely, you're going to have bigger clubs coming in for them. Yeah, it's a key point. Can Bristol City keep hold of these players that have helped them perform so well so far this season if they keep performing will they go in the January transfer window we'll come back to that in a fortnight's time on Robins on the Wire and we'll also be joined by an ex-Bristol City player join us then Robins on the Wire ook bewust bezig zijn met je mobiel dat kan al voor 20-50 per maand met de Huawei P20 Lite nu met 300 minuten of sms'jes en 1000 MB 4G internet kijk op ben.nl Let op. Geld lenen kost geld.